Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Biz How To. A very good morning to you, and it's time for our Biz How To segment on Monday morning. Now, right, for any business, no matter the size, the point of sale is by definition a mission-critical system. Regardless of how your customers arrive at your store, they will all end up at the same place, the point of sale. That's right. So today's Biz How To is how to choose a point system, a point of sale system. So imagine giving your customers a warm welcome and an intuitive shopping experience, yet when they check out, they face long lines or poor checkout experience. That's right. Customers will likely forget how much they enjoyed shopping or dining with you and Remember the clunky experience they had at checkout. So it is crucial to invest in a POS system that delivers. On our Biz How To segment today, we speak with a young entrepreneur with two successful Kickstarter crowdfunding campaigns under her belt. And she started her business in 2016. Mm-hmm. So after launching her multi-purpose backpack Quiver online, she's now pushing new frontiers in retail. And she just opened a brick and mortar shop in Clark Key. Let's find out from Mandy Chan, co-founder and director of Vital Gear Board, about her experience in choosing a suitable POS system for her first physical store. Good morning, Mandy. Thanks for joining us for breakfast. Hi, Lin. Hey, good morning. Now, before we start, congratulations on your first retail store. Since the launch of your online business, which was called The Bowl Company in 2018, you've achieved so much, turning your startup into a multi-million dollar brand. Now, you're venturing into new territory to offer an in-store experience for your business. Bring us up to speed on what's been happening and why you've decided to go offline. Yeah, that's right. So I think before going offline, we were actually pretty much online and it was only a rash decision of, uh, that happened this day that we decided to go offline because we had a lot of requests from our customers that they wanted to see our products in real life. And I think we felt that, you know, right after COVID, it was the right time to actually see our customers in person as well. Mm, okay, so you're no strangers to technology driving into e-commerce before you even turned 21. So looking back to the time when you were in the process of launching your physical store, an important consideration would definitely be deciding on a point-of-sale system, right? So from a business owner's perspective, can you share with us your experience in terms of your approach? How do you know which is the right POS system to go with? Yeah, so for me, actually, I have like a three-step approach. So firstly, I map out the skeleton of the business. Um, based on like the industry that I'm in, the number of products I had, and uh, what's the number of products to sell. So, for example, for Boat, because it's our own brand, and if you look at the uh, website that we have, we actually have about four to five main products. So it meant that, you know, for a POS system, right, we didn't even need to invest in a barcode scanner because normally uh, we could just type the product onto the POS system directly. Compared to TBS, the Boat Stories, the retail concept that we have, um, we have more than 200 kinds of products. Mm. So that means that, you know, um, it wouldn't make sense for us to type in, you know, one by one all of the, uh, all of the single items that's infected. So it makes sense to actually invest in a barcode scanner. So the POS system had to have that feature. Um, secondly, you know, I felt that there was no need to reinvent the wheel. You know, a lot of people, you know, when it comes to selecting a new system, they feel like, oh, I can be innovative in that aspect as well. But I felt like there was no need. So, for example, since I'm in the retail industry, um, what I did was I actually just went to the retail shop in the same niche and Mm. asked what they're using, like, you know, (laughs) upfront. And sometimes um, you can even bribe the cashier, you know, casually to ask (laughs) what, yeah, what POS system they're using. So, for example, if I were in the F&B business, I would start by looking at a POS used by PS Cafe or any other similar business type. 
And um, another one that I actually used was actually reading the reviews from G2.com. I'm not sponsored, by the way. So G2 is the largest and most trusted software marketplace. So you can think of it as um, the POS system is something that you're buying something, you're buying something from Shopee. The first thing you look at is the review section. Mm. So G2.com actually provides trusted reviews from business owners and people who use the software. Okay, so that is something you uh, are looking at all the considerations before you buy a POS. I imagine it's going to be a, a wide market of options. Were there any that kind of uh, not make your list? What were some of the values or at least some of the factors that you're looking at that needed for you to get on board? What were some of the cost factors, for example? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so for the cost-wise, right, I needed to see something that wasn't too much of an overkill. So, mm. for example, uh, because my business is pretty young and it's my first time starting on brick and mortar, so some of the POS systems were too much of an overkill, like, for example, Shopify, mm. uh, which is the one that we're using, right? They have a starter version and a retail plan. So the starter version is $7 a month, uh, which is meant for just one location, whereas the retail plan is $129 a month, which is almost 20 times the cost, mm. you know? Yeah, but of course, the number of physical locations for that is unlimited. So the ability to scale um, was super important for me to not, you know, overspend in the first few months of the business where I didn't know if the retail concept was going to work. Yeah. All right. So what about payment processes? Is it an important factor to think about in terms of selecting POS systems? How do you choose a processor? Oh, yes. So payment processes-wise, I feel um, it was super important because customer is king and customers are all different from what I've seen in the store itself. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer shop back, um, prefer pay with. So for me, a payment processor has to have all-in-one payment option. So remember the time when there were like so many QR codes at the counter, mm. you know, when you want to buy bubble tea. There's yeah. like Shopee Pay, <laughs> pay la, Pay Now, Pay la, you know. Pay until the government decided, you know what, we need to do something about it. So mm. they created the SGQR. So for us, like the payment processor has to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And currently, we're using Heat Pay. So it offers options like Visa, credit card, all the way to Union Pay. Mm. And because for our flagship store in Kraki, right, um, we have a lot of tourists, and having WeChat Pay and Union Pay as possible options really boosted our sales for Chinese tourists because they are more familiar with the payment methods. Then you have to teach them. Oh, actually, um, you can use credit card for like PayWave and all that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm curious as well, uh, Mandy. When you look at the structures of these agreements, uh, what are some of the things we need to ask ourselves at least um, watch out for? How much of a lock-in is there when it comes to maybe your contracts? Uh, for the contract wise, a lot of POS companies right now, um, they don't give you a lock-in period. Last time we used to have, you know, you have to be signed on for like three years or like one year. But I would say that right now, a lot of uh, POS systems are on a monthly basis. Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, everything is super sticky because once you want to change something, you have to mm-hmm. retrain all of your stuff and that takes time. So that's why when people, you know, uh, even though the software doesn't lock us in, the stickiness of having to retrain somebody really lock us in. So it's really important to consider everything before you select. Mm. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned about a feature um, that you consider is one that will help you scale up. Are there any other must-have features that you would think about? Yeah, definitely. So I think it needed to be able to also track inventory to mm. uh, you know, monitor stock levels, set reorder points, especially when you know we don't plan to stop at just one location. Uh, we are going to open up our second location in Jewel really, really soon on 1st wow. of November. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, so um, for us, you know, we needed to make sure that you know there was enough stock um, in each location, including our online uh, channels. 
which meant that it needed to be able to integrate online. Um, another thing was uh, right now is that because customer is king, right? So we needed to have the tools and reports to actually got, uh, gather customer data to actually check purchase history. And that actually informs, you know, what kind of products we actually sell in the company and uh, what kind of products we actually even design for the next line. Yeah, I'm just uh, thinking as well that a lot of shops who don't have a POS system, uh, mm. what would you say to them? What sort of benefits are you getting now with the system? Uh, I think one of the really interesting thing is actually seeing uh, how many products are transacted. And that actually determines how the remuneration structure is settled. So, for example, you know, uh, whenever this staff is in working in the store, the average transaction value maybe is two hundred dollars. Mm. But when another one is in the store, the average uh, transaction value is about three hundred dollars. Then you know, oh, maybe you know, we should start setting a commission structure, and maybe for that staff, what kind of qualities do they have, and what kind of training can we provide mm. uh, for the staff to upgrade them from like a two hundred dollars average per sale to mm. three hundred dollars per sale? Yeah. So, Mandy, do you think it's better to buy or lease a POS system? Mm, I think it really depends on like where your business is at a point of time. Like for example, for me, you know, when I was just starting out brick and mortar, and I didn't even know that concept was going to work, I wouldn't want to invest too much in it. So that's why I prefer the leasing option. But of course, there are benefits of buying it, which means the ownership, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know the long term cost. For example, you know, over time, for example, with every retail lease that we sign, it's about three years. Mm-hmm. Buying can be more cost efficient than leasing. Mm. As you're not making ongoing monthly payments, especially like, you know, for Shopify, when you have more than one location, you have mm. to make a payment of $129 per month and per year it's more than $1,500. So that cost, you really have to do it for yourself. And, you know, for us, we are pretty much into the retail concept, uh, into the retail business right now. So that might be something that we uh, want to go with moving forward now that things are more stable and we've tried everything and I'm sure that this is the one for us. All right. Thank you so much for your insights, Mandy. Mandy Chan, the co-founder and director of Vital Gear Bold. No problem. Thank you so much for inviting. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.